You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 252. Today, I'm bringing you the most inspiring case study you've ever heard, guaranteed. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Wednesday edition of the Mind Your Business Podcast, where I bring you extraordinary entrepreneurs just like you who are out there in the world crushing it, crushing it. And I couldn't think of a better title for this episode than the one that I just gave you. The most inspiring case study yet, ever, perhaps, guaranteed. That's a bold claim. We'll see if that, has that that inspired you to listen? Has that gotten you excited? Because look, here's the deal. I know we share a lot of our case studies and with a lot of those case studies, a lot of the times comes with a lot of numbers and those numbers can be enticing. They can be exciting. We can go into negative places. Why them? Not me. And we can also go into places like, well, easy for them. They didn't have kids easy for them. They have all the time in the world. Easy for them. They had a, another business easy for them. They already had a team easy for them, but not for me. Easy for them and not for me. Easy for them. That's this, this story, this tune that we're singing. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for me. I share that because today's episode was extraordinary. I bring our dear friend, student, amazing student, Tara Walsh onto the show. And I have to acknowledge Tara. I think I did in the episode as well, because I don't think anyone else has opened up to be as real, authentic, transparent, and honest more than anybody I think I've ever heard, quite frankly. Now, what you're going to hear are these cool, you know, vanity metrics to get people excited. She just, in the last year, like literally like a year, like almost to the week, within a month, now of this episode releasing, she had a flailing, struggling $2,000 a month membership that was so much time, so much effort, and there's expenses that it wasn't even worth keeping up, and she almost closed it down. She just did her last launch and added $30,000 a month to this membership. 30,000 on this last launch. Amazing. But the real story is the life that we all have that we're in the middle of while we're doing these things like growing our business. And you're going to hear Tara open up to what else in her life as a wife and a mother that she's had to go through while she grew her business. To me, this is incredibly inspiring because what are the two biggest fears that manifest for people when they don't believe in themselves, when they want to stay in their comfort zone. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. And I'm telling you right now, what you're going to hear in this episode is somebody that probably didn't have the time or the money, didn't have the mental, emotional bandwidth for growing a business. Yet that didn't stop her. And chances are for most of us, The stuff that we're telling ourselves, the logical reasons that we're giving ourselves for why now is not the right time, why I just can't do it, are insignificant in comparison to what someone like Tara has gone through. 
But the fact is, is we're all going through stuff. We tend to believe that everyone else has everything all perfectly figured out except us. And that we need to go make our life look like an Instagram account before we can launch, before we can start, before we can grow, before we can help people. But that never happens because you and I and Tara and you are a constant work in progress. You're a work in progress. But if you're not doing the work, hmm, there will be no progress. So I hope Tara's episode you listen to closely and I hope that she has the ability to inspire something in you, to shift something in you, that you listen extra closely to her message. Not just about some vanity marketing metrics. Awesome. Look, more and more people today are just freaking crushing and making a ton of money. It's almost like, okay, I get it. Everyone's making a lot. Yeah, because it's working when you do the work. But to listen for a deeper message that Tara has to offer to all of us here. Ah, it's beautiful. I love it. So good. So anyways, why am I still talking? I don't know. Let's get into today's very special episode with Tara Walsh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Tara Walsh. Tara, welcome to the show. Oh, having a fangirl moment here, James. Oh, stop Very happy it. to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to <laughs> I'm happy to have you here. We were like immediately when we we saw your most recent launch results, this huge success. Uh, we were like, we're like, we got to get her on the show. This is amazing. Um, first of all, just to like see your growth in the past 12 months has been really awesome. And I just can't wait to dig into it today. And I just know it's going to inspire so many of our listeners, if not all of our listeners. So I'm going to preemptively just say this to everyone listening, because, you know, what you're going to learn is what Tara does her industry. We're going to get into that in just a moment. And, you know, she's not like the like marketing guru. Like you're not teaching like marketing to marketers. So Uh, no, I'm teaching marketing, but not to marketers. Right. Right. So like, I mean, I'm sure like some people might be your audience here, but the point is, is she's here not to, this is not like promotion hour for Tara to grow her business. No, no, no. Yeah. This is this is like public therapy. Yeah, this is <laughs> Tara giving freely her time and her gifts to share her journey with you. And so if really anything stands out to you that it's made the difference for you in Tara sharing what what she's been able to do and what she did differently in the past 12 months to get her to where she's gone because it's just extraordinary results, then please let her know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> let her know. Jeez, why wouldn't you? <laughs> okay, so let's start at the beginning really quickly. Tara, what do you do? Uh, I'm a business coach for lash artists, James. What is a so lash artist? Eyelash, I know, right? Some people think it's whipping. No, it's eyelash extensions. So I am an esthetician by trade. I have business experience, a business degree, and took kind of these two loves of mine and combined it into coaching lash artists is what they're called on how to start build and grow a thriving lash business wow so yeah that's pretty awesome. niche down i'll say that's so exciting yeah. and so you've had the last 12 months like you actually told me before the show it was like about almost a week to the day where like a lot of change started happening is that true yeah i think it was march 21st 2018 so yeah wow exactly a year so a over. let's start at the end because Stephen covey said begin with the end in mind so what has the last 12 months brought you? What type of results? What have you created and accomplished since then? 
Well, James, it's been all unicorns and rainbows, and it was yep. super easy. And I, you know, <laughs> you just had a magic amazing. button, and it all yeah, just like it was a walk in the park. Yeah. No, not at all. This has actually been the hardest year of my life, both personally and professionally. And yet, to have the past twelve months end in a success story. I don't think anybody, given my set of circumstances, would have ever expected a pat on the back at the end of this year. And yet here I am reaching a bucket goal of being on your podcast because mm. of the success I've had personally and professionally and having that all just be um, one big giant mess together. It's not like I can keep it compartmentalized. So yeah, my main source of revenue is a monthly group coaching program that we operate as a membership. And we are now doing our last launch. We did 453 new members and we're doing about $30,000 a month in recurring monthly revenue. Wow. What? What? Yeah. It even, it, life. it even sounds crazy to, to say it out, out loud, doesn't it? Yeah. It's still weird. It's and still to, weird. And to give context, a year ago, where was that membership? My membership was on the chopping block. I couldn't get it past 70 members. And a lot of those members I had uh, given lifetime access to. So they were coming up on earning their lifetime access. <laughs> so it was doing $2,000 a month and heading towards a very quick under $1,000, maybe under $100 within okay. a couple of months. So let's just give some context here, more deeper context. A year ago, you had a membership that was doing about $1,000 a month. Um, 2000 yeah. 2000 now a year later it's at 30,000 but it yeah. was also you said it was at the chopping block which means what that you were you were like going to can it yeah i was going to switch over to the e-course model or just come up with something because it was it was not worth my time the amount of energy effort mm -hmm. content creation being on facebook inside the community it was just exhausting and it wasn't growing and i was doing all the things wrong in a membership but yeah it just wasn't rewarding fulfilling and i wasn't being paid what i felt i should have been right right what caused you to keep going with it? You. Um, <laughs> oh, stop it. That wasn't trying to be a leading question. Tell me all the ways in which Man, I've changed James your life. A little bit. Uh, no, it was a conversation with you, though, that it was it was a reshifting or framing of perspective. Mm. And it was right around this time last year that you were promoting Tribe as an affiliate. I had no idea who Stu McLaren was or that even a course on memberships was something that was even offered and I had only been following you for a few months through the mind your business podcast but I trusted you you kind of spoke my language so I decided to go through the free experience with tribe under kind of your guidance and thought I'll take as much as I can get out of this but I really want to invest in business by design and I knew that was coming up in a few months and I didn't have any excess money to invest in business by design much less another course that was of the same price point and so I remember asking inside of your community, hey, James, I really want to invest in business by design. Tribe really sounds like it's a great opportunity, but I just, you know, which one would you choose? You know, full on expecting you to say, well, of course, business by design, you can join Tribe later on or right. whatever. Yeah. That was what I would have said. Yeah. And Buy my stuff first. Your, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Pick me. Pick me. Yeah. And in true James Wedmore Wu, you said, what if, you know, you lived for the possibilities instead of your limitations or your circumstances oh and great you know just roll your eyes what the right. f are you talking i had about? no idea what you meant yeah i even i messaged my assistant i was like can you translate this because i'm not quite sure what he's getting at and you had to like literally walk me through in a comment thread like of yeah. what you were actually trying to get at once it clicked for me and the way that i interpreted that was i am holding on so tight to this two thousand dollar a month membership that nobody else can put more money into my hand because i'm refusing to let go 
of what $2,000 means to me right now, instead of the possibility that that $2,000 could become something more. I don't know what it is. And at that time, all I thought was if I can make my investment back on Tribe, then it will have been a worthwhile experience. Yes. Not even thinking the realm of possibility of a year later, I'd be doing $30,000 a month after only launching twice. Yes. And to put in other words, what I think I was trying to communicate to Tara <laughs> was that so often in our lives, most of the time, we are choosing, and we don't even realize we're choosing it. In those type of questions, should I do this or that? We are choosing to operate in a world of A or B, like, yeah. like an either or world. And it's like, where's the option where you get it all? Where's the option where you get both? And, yeah. and that's the first thing is, is, why are we choosing one or the other? And then when you investigate that, what I'm hearing from you, Tara, it was like, well, because this is how much I make, so that determines what's possible, which in other words is a way of saying, these are my current circumstances and mm -hmm. my current circumstances dictate my future. And when we let that happen, we continue to only make $2,000 a month. So something flipped for you and that's freaking awesome. Cause this is like, yeah. we were talking before the show a little bit and I was like, oh my gosh, Tara, I just wish everyone would get this. If everyone thought this way, <laughs> like things, because look, I'm just, and this is what I, I want to help people with. And I know Tara wants to help people with this. It's a different way of thinking. It's a completely different way, which yes. is what, what do we say? Be, you know, begin with the end in mind, which is like, Hey, here's the outcome I want. Instead of saying, I can't do that because, or it's not possible because it's how do I make this possible? What does it look like to have both or to create this? And it's like, it sounds like that that's what even opened you to an idea of, wait, I could have a membership that makes more than it does. Well, it was operating from a place of fear. Well, yeah. yeah. Fear that it was only going to cost me more instead of looking at it as the investment into the business and into myself. Yeah. And then, of course, when we're only looking at the fear of the cost of this program, you're ignoring the bigger cost, which yeah. is like there's the path that you could have gone down where you didn't change your thinking and, and gain new skills and knowledge. And like the scary thought of, 12 months of running a 2k a month membership that didn't grow and still weighed on you where you began resenting your members you began getting burnt out and then where do you think you'd be today if you hadn't gone i don't want to go down that path yeah, yeah. it's like we're just gonna <laughs> of what we're gonna talk about here in just a second i'm assuming but yeah right. it would have it would have cost me a lot more than just my business mm. wow and that's crazy because i feel like we're always just like one decision away from choosing that new possibility right this is amazing so let me ask you this this is very recent the last launch have you been celebrating a little bit maybe yeah. maybe probably more than probably, i should have but probably maybe i don't you, think you'll <laughs> you mean you need to celebrate more than you have or you've been celebrating i actually pay myself now so that's like a huge that, thing <laughs> but that's a no, no 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 that's that's not a celebration that's another cause for celebration i was just talking to someone recently they're like hey i'm finally put myself on payroll and i was like oh my gosh you need to celebrate that's such a big big step for us to put yeah, ourselves on payroll that's so huge well done yeah. so you should definitely be celebrating and i just yeah i've taken a couple of trips good. and maybe a spa day or two good for you good for you okay so where do you want to go with this like do we want to go in like what's what's really made the difference specifically you want to go into what this last year was like what do you think would really help our listeners the most i think honestly sharing the stuff going on in my personal life that was could have for most people probably held them back and been a reason why they couldn't do the type of success that I've had over this past year. 
because it has been probably one of the most challenging years of my life. And yet here I am as a success story. So I think, um, yeah, probably letting people in on kind of what real life day-to-day stuff. It's not the Instagram life of like, Ooh, look at me. I'm taking trips and I'm traveling, speaking the world. And you, and you did say junk that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. You did say that despite this being a very clear success, it was one of the hardest years of your life. Yeah. So, um, personal development on crack, both mm. yeah, with entrepreneurship, my business and my personal life. Yeah. So take us through that. Yeah. Okay. So in 2017, I had a baby girl. So had just come back from having a baby, my second child, when I actually saw you at an AB Porterfield event. So last year at this time, my daughter was about three or four months old. I have a three-year-old son and then I'm married. And my husband is a U.S. Navy veteran and he's been out of the military for about three or four years. And he's just been declining ever since, has not been thriving, has really struggled outside of the structure of the military and being in civilian world. And so a lot of the household responsibilities, financial responsibilities all fell on my shoulders. And we were struggling a lot in our marriage where, you know, it was just everything was on my plate. And I felt like, why is he not thriving? Like he has all the support in the world to go do what he wants to do. And yet he's just not thriving. So we started seeking marriage counseling and turns out he actually was diagnosed with PTSD that he's been suffering from for at least 10 years. We just didn't know it. And the toll that that had taken on our marriage, our family, his ability to parent, his ability to thrive was came so clear once PTSD was in the picture. But otherwise, we just assume that's how he was. Yeah. And so in August of 2018, so about seven months ago, we decided that he needed to go through some intensive therapy called EMDR, mm-hmm. which is yeah. a lot of um, work in kind of uncovering and healing the brain itself. And to minimize his exposure to his traumas, part of that was the noise level of our children. So my kids and I decided to move in with my parents. Yay, mid-30s, moving in with mm-hmm. mom and dad, but to give my husband a chance to heal and to fight for our marriage because we were kind of at the breaking point where, I don't know, it just wasn't going to wasn't going to fly, keep going the way it was going. And this was right after I relaunched my membership. So now all of a sudden I had our first launch of the membership was $13,000 a month in recurring revenue. So all of a sudden I had some breathing room and capacity to not keep driving the business so hard, not keep chasing the dollar so much because I needed to, my time and energy needed to be there to provide stability for my children as we kind of uprooted our entire world. And so we did that and it sucked and I still live with mom and dad, but my husband now is in, he's in such a better place that we're actually now able to focus on the marriage. Like he's starting to heal from his past traumas where he personally is more in control of his mental health and his emotions. He's getting therapy still twice a week for the last seven months. If I had not had a, my business to throw myself into emotionally when things at home were not good but also that financial stability and that feeling like there's a greater purpose to what my life is aside from just being a mom and a wife, but also empowering my audience and empowering the women of my community to have their own businesses and be the financial support for their family. I really don't think, I hate that this sounds so dramatic because it's not my style, but I really don't think we'd be married. Mm. I really don't think that we would have been able to come together as a family to decide what was best without it overstressing me. I think I would have either left my business and gone to get a stable job with benefits and income and a consistent schedule, or we would have been financially stressed and struggling and I would have refused to give up my business and that would have come at the cost of my marriage. So 
yeah, mental health, even my own mental health going through this, I am now on antidepressants and have been for the past seven months because I hit rock bottom when we moved out. And what kept me kind of going was showing up for my members. I do remember you um, jumping on a hot seat with me right after I joined Business by Design. And I said, what do I do now? Like I have all these members and you're like, just show up, serve them. And it seemed so simple. And that's all I could really handle at that time was the simplicity of not launches and not complicating my business at that time because my personal life was so complicated and just showing up and serving. Mm. And it worked really, really well <laughs> to, you know, like members just started talking about it, started tagging me in posts, started sharing all my information. We've grown exponentially, but it was the mindset for me of not only who do I need to be as a business owner, how do I need to evolve and show up, but the same thing for my marriage and for my kids. Wow. So it's been, again, personal development on crack on all ends for me. I mean, holy cow, just like, <laughs> right? first off, like, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Cause that's not, it's not easy. It's really easy to do the manicured Instagram life, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's always working. So thank you for that. I really do. And anybody listening can know that that's not easy, that what you've been going through is, is tough. But what's so incredible is it shows just how much tougher you are despite those circumstances. Yeah, I mean, these could have been reasons why my business can't work yeah. or that I can't run a business right now. And for me, it was more of a perspective of this is why my business has to work. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the difference, right? And it's all that perspective that we choose. So that was kind of what I was going to ask is like really what was going through your mind during this time to help get you through it. Would you say that was like the biggest, the biggest thing? Um, I mean, I, I still jump on every once in a while on Craigslist and look for jobs just thinking that might be easier. But <laughs> but you didn't sign up for easy. You didn't sign up for easy. I mean, you know, it, it just I can't not be an entrepreneur. I didn't right. realize that until I kind of came into your world and then really started to yes. taste the success that I was having. But for me, it came down to feeling like I was in control of something. And for me, the business is something I could control. And I had a greater purpose for my life than just making money. Like to me, even now, when I say the $30,000, it still doesn't connect. I still, and I have money issues. You and I have talked about my money mm -hmm. issues, but if money was my driving motivation and the scarcity mindset that I went into last year with, I'd be miserable yeah. and it would never be enough and i still struggle with that but for me when i get my members to a place where they're seeing results where they're feeling empowered i'll do that whether i'm getting paid well or not i'm so glad that you brought up this this conversation of a of a greater purpose because it's mm -hmm. something that i i really try to talk a lot about because i feel like it's the giant delete key on the small version of ourselves like we have this small version of ourselves this version of us that like wants to argue for your limitation that wants to operate from fear that wants to stay safe small and inside your comfort zone and you know we can say oh i got some work to do let me go do all my therapy and take all my mindset courses and listen to james's podcast more but at the end of the day you have a choice in every moment and that choice is like you're even listening to an episode like this for a reason because you want something similar that tara has and that means that there's something bigger driving you, a bigger purpose, a bigger idea, a bigger vision of, that is in itself even bigger than you, of like, what is the function and purpose that I contribute 
to my little piece of the world to make it a better place. And it becomes when you're operating and you make that choice consciously to operate from that place, it's like the giant friggin' delete key on all the stuff in our mind that part of us that would want to keep us small. So to me, I'm not even surprised in the slightest that what, like to me, it's not a coincidence that you could have such a turbulent time in your life and not have like quit to go get a job or quit on your dreams because beneath all of that, there's this context of, I know there's a greater purpose for me. And, and that my success is inevitable. And my success <laughs> is inevitable. But I'm telling you, like every person I talk to who has some level of success, you talk to them long enough and they'll finally reveal that they know without a shadow of a doubt that there's a greater purpose for them. And it's like, you all have that. It's not just Tara and I and like a few others. Like we all do. It's just, you know, maybe we're either afraid of it, telling ourselves we don't have one because it scares us or we're not stepping into it. But it's there. It's there because you know what your purpose isn't. You know, mine's not to be a professional ice skater and be a basketball player, right? So what? I, I know, what? I know, I know, but I know that it's not that. So process of elimination, you'll get there and find it. So it's so happy <laughs> like to hear that that has come up in this conversation. Okay. A couple of things I want to dive into as well with you. So you said, I knew I needed to discover who I needed to be to make this all work because in people have heard me say that like what does that really mean to you and what does that look like specifically that conversation yeah it's kind of a phrase I'm tired of hearing but <laughs> who do you need to be I'm like gosh aren't I already there yet yeah. like it's a lot of work to try and constantly be reevaluating yourself oh gosh I mean where to go with this I think I keep going back to that possibilities and the limitations. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's knowing that my brain defaults to playing small and safe and comfortable, but really fighting for wanting better for not just my life, but my family's life. It's a constant negotiation for me. You know, there's this whole concept of balance and I don't know who came up with the idea of work-life balance, but it doesn't exist in my world. I equate it to like a pendulum swinging that sometimes I'm more business focused and I start to feel tension in my personal life or my, with my kids when I've been more business focused and then I need to swing the pendulum back. But yeah, I'm in control of that. I get to decide where my time and my energy is focused on. I'm not a victim to something competing for my attention. At least I try not to be. So it's like that hundred percent responsibility that really connects with me when you talk about that mm -hmm. is taking ownership of my role in how my life is unfolding. And sometimes it feels helpless, but then I have to keep digging deeper and peeling back the layers and get uncomfortable and admit to the things that, you know, I thought were in my best interest, but didn't turn out the way that I thought. Same thing with my business. Like I'm losing a team member who's been very valuable to me because our business got big and it got stressful for her. But instead of being like, well, she can't handle it. I'm now approaching it. I didn't give empower her enough to be able to delegate when she needed to delegate. I should have, you know, I'm just looking at what my role is. So I don't continue to make the same mistake and have the same stress. And are you just to check in with you a little bit, Tara, are you also yeah, doing ahead. it from a place without like shaming yourself when you say that? I'm the hardest person on myself. I am working on that. I cannot say that I honestly know how to be less harsh on myself or less driven. I do try to find a little bit of grace and knowing that there's no permanent situation, that it's just a season. Yeah. So right now I'm going through a tough season, but I feel like, you know, I've been in business for about two and a half years. I get now that there is an up and down kind of swing to entrepreneurship. So it's kind of just holding on and learning the lesson <laughs> that I need to learn as fast as yeah. humanly possible to get through it. 
but knowing that at the end of whatever painful point I'm going through, there is going to be a better version of me mm. that can handle scaling my business to seven figures, which is my goal. Yeah. And have you ever had a $30,000 a month membership before? No, James. No, I haven't. <laughs> so, so this is the first time you're doing this. Which yeah, means new level, new devil. We are experiencing growing pains like you would not believe. And yeah. I actually was really disappointed during my launch and was like blowing up next level Facebook group because I was like, we're not meeting our goals because my goal was 1,400 new members, which would have put me at $83,000 a month. We fell way short of that. But now, in hindsight, I'm so thankful because mm. that would have been chaotic and stressful. People don't look at the other side of that, too. It's like, can you even handle yeah. that many right now? Like, do you have no, I was like, I just want the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a cost with all of that. So the other thing, too, this has been something I've been talking about on a few of the episodes that listeners will hear and Tara will hear is, you know, success itself can be dangerous because it can be blinding. And so this last launch you did was your biggest one awesome but in a, a different perspective which you know there's people here listening they'll be like oh i do anything to do like thirty thousand uh, right. a month in, in membership sites but it, it still came short of a bigger goal mm -hmm. was there a a lesson in that specifically for you that you're going to take with you moving forward something you learned in in not quite hitting that bigger goal i think i'm still getting used to the intensity of launches this is literally only my second launch mm -hmm. on this kind of scale and we created this launch to try and be a copy and paste so that we're going to relaunch it again without as much work ahead of time so i think i'm still adjusting to the mindset that you go through with launches because i feel like the beginning of launch you're really excited and then maybe you don't hit numbers and then you free fall for a good couple days yep. and then you kind of pick it back up yeah i don't know if there's a way to get around that but that's what i see kind of happening on the regular basis yeah well it's like watching a movie right the first time you watch a movie you're like oh my gosh don't open that door not behind that you know and then by like the 10th time you watch the movie you're like you know he's behind that closet right there right and you just you yeah. know what's coming and what you just described is like it's i've been there so many times and it's this predominantly the same thing every time and so part of you just gets used to it and knows what to expect and you know it all works but out i feel like you have to go through that fear of and course. that kind of panic to yeah. re like we did things that out of my kind of scarcity mindset was, oh my god this launch is failing that i would have never done that actually worked out brilliantly so my lesson in hindsight is just embrace the whole process mm -hmm. and not fight it so much so that you can come up with new creative ideas or become that person that you need to be in order to perform and serve. And I keep trying to check in with myself, like, am I doing this for the money or am I doing this to serve my community? Because I can sense this, like this extra stress and this extra tension when it becomes about finances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's instead huge. of the serving and the, the delivering to my audience and really helping people. Oh, that's so awesome. I think it's so important to point out. Well, despite everything that like you have been going through, you know, one of the first things you said is you labeled the past 12 months a success. Yeah. So what does success mean to you? How do you know what a success is for you? Ooh, getting deep. I think success for me is when I am true to me, mm. even despite my husband, even despite my audience, they always want more from me, but am I, serving myself? Am I sh being true to myself? Am I responding to situations in a way that I can walk away being proud of yeah. knowing that who I am is the type of person who my intentions are always in the right place. I know myself well enough to know that my heart is really to help and empower women. 
And as long as I'm not getting too distracted by shiny object syndrome or trying to compete with somebody else who has a very different vision for their business, if I'm being true to myself, then financially or not, like that's, that's successful. That's something when life comes to a close and it's, it's the last day on earth that I can be proud that I lived a full life for me. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you. Yeah. This is, (laughs) no, this is really great. I love it. So what would you say is like the biggest thing if there is like a big fear in, in the business right now for you? Or is there like still fears or worries that you find yourself getting into at times that you're like oh, yeah. talking yourself out? Can you share? You mean $30,000 and your your worries don't just disappear? You can't well, just buy your worries away? Right, my, ex- <laughs> my experience in the past, and I've talked about this a little bit, and I'm curious if it's been yours, is you go from this place of what if this never works to what if this doesn't last? Does any of that come up for you? It actually doesn't because I feel like I still feel like I'm playing small. Mm, I love Uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. So what would be a a fear then? I do fear that I will still keep chasing the dollar to the extent that I have and not. And that'll come at the cost of my family. Mm. Sorry, dad. I'm worried about turning into my dad. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Where there's never enough, even you know, when he has essentially everything he could possibly want and it's still not enough. Right. And then, yeah. and then like working incessantly. Yeah. And feeling like I have to earn every dollar of that $30,000 a month. And I have to, that was a big fear coming into even BBD live in January was I want to 10 X my business this year, but I don't have 10 X capacity of time to devote to the business. Yeah. So I have to relearn how I got to, we did $150,000 last year. I have to relearn how to run a business so that it doesn't be a copy and paste version of the year before because I couldn't do that again. Yeah. And you could easily like four to five X your business this year. And already on my way. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And that's the crazy thing is that that doesn't mean five X the workload. Let alone I know. And so I'm trying to build out a team and that's coming with a whole slew of like imposter syndrome. And I have no idea what I'm doing and oh, I don't want to fail at this yeah. or disappoint people. Oh, look, I did an episode with Noah Kagan who does AppSumo and he asked me on the podcast, what's your biggest accomplishment? And, you know, it's very easy to say like, oh, it's the money we make, the following. The, and it was like, no, it was very clear. It was like the team I built. And he says, why? Mm-hmm. Why do you choose that as the biggest accomplishment? And I said, because it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, the hard part's not over yet. <laughs> but ju- I have to imagine, not speaking from experience, that it's <laughs> similar to having children. Where, because I hear it from my sister, I hear it from so many friends, including my own parents, how how hard being a parent is, but how fulfilling and rewarding it is. And I'm like, that's what mm. that's what my experience of building a team is. The hardest thing I've ever done in my life, and it is the greatest experience that my wife and I have had the privilege and honor to do. And here's the thing is like, when you talk about your greater purpose, like part of that purpose I already know has to do with the impact and the service and the work you do to your clients, your students and your members. So you're driven by this fulfillment of, of service and impact. Yeah. What, what lies ahead for Tara and, and others that gets me really excited is when you get to discover how much impact you have on your team's life. I'm still clear today that we've had the most impact, like changed lives at the deepest quality when it comes to our team. Their lives are completely different. I mean, we found people that were Uber drivers that are now like, this is their career. 
this is their life now and they wouldn't have it Shout any out other to way. Jilly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that to me, like just gets me excited every single day. And so it is, it's, you know, embrace it, Tara, because it's, it's part of the process. Going all in. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to us. I don't know right. what I'm doing. Entrepreneurship. But, yeah. 101. Exactly. We're going to just jump and let's build some wings on the way down. We'll see what happens. making it up, guys. Nobody's got it figured out. I know. Come on. So you might as well make it up too. I love this. So I could keep going and chatting with you. First of all, I'm just like, I'm I'm so proud of you. Not that you need me to, sometimes I always hesitate because it sounds like this condescending, like, I'm proud of you. But I really am. It makes me so happy just at the end of the day to see, see like who you did need to become in and how you did need to show up for your family for your business and obviously and most importantly for yourself in the past year and even if you grapple with that question and then you're like please james do not ask me that one more time who do i need to be nonsense (laughs) where i think we can both agree is that if you look back at who you were 12 months ago you're the same person you're the same person it's not like you're like i have a different personality i like different you know movies and foods or anything like that you're the same person but with less of the stories, the beliefs, the fears, and worries that was holding you back from who you truly are. Is that an accurate statement to say? That is absolutely correct. Yeah. That's what this is for all of us, is like, we're just on this continual journey of letting go and letting go and stop telling the stories and and the beliefs that are keeping us from what we really want. Tara did that, I love it, this is amazing. And I'm just so excited for you. So- Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have any other thoughts, advice, words of wisdom, or anything else at all that you feel inspired to share that you think could help somebody out there that might be going through something similar to what you've been going through? Yeah. I mean, that could be a whole episode itself. I think if somebody's listening to my story and either, wow, how did she do what she did? Or if they're connecting with my story and they too are dealing with their own mental health first of all get support in whatever way that looks like don't worry about what other people think don't worry about stigmas around mental health both my husband and i are in therapy and that has been a qualified like really good therapist can help you just navigate life and help with those perspective shifts so that you don't feel so stuck i know part of mental health is feeling like trapped like you have no other options when that's just again a story you're telling yourself but For me, it was just giving myself permission to let it be sloppy and messy and imperfect and stop trying to strive for what I wanted this perfect vision of a life to be and just kind of accept where we were at and move forward with everything that we had then. And to believe that I really could be successful, that I knew I had it in me Mm. to share and help people and to not just play small with that, that I was being selfish by holding that back by not playing a bigger game, by not having a bigger audience, by not building out a program because it felt hard. You know, it wasn't easy building out the program that I built, but I'm so stinking proud of it. And yeah, I think just even a little bit of grace, a little bit more self-love. Amen. We're all really hard on ourselves. I know. And it doesn't have to be that way. Ugh, so true. Where can we learn more about you, follow you, hang out with you? Well, if you're not my target audience, do I really want people following me and messing up my algorithm? Gosh. Um, (laughs) You don't have to tell us. um, (laughs) 
if you are going to follow me, please engage. Uh, you can follow me at the Lashpreneur. So like entrepreneur, but Lash the Lashpreneur. Yeah. The more you like, like discourage us from wanting to follow you, the more people are going to want to follow you. <laughs> I, love I, know, it. I know. Don't follow well, you'll me. You'll learn a thing or two, yeah. but you know. Yeah. This is if awesome. you want a lash artist, you'll probably find a good community there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll link that all up in the show notes. Tara, thank you so much for coming on the show, for dedicating your time and, and sharing. Again, reminder if anything that Tara has said here today resonated with you, spoke to you in some way, please let her know. Please let her know because there is a bigger purpose than she's operating from and she's out to help people and make a difference. And so let her know that she's... My love language is words of affirmation. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. So send her that DM on Instagram. Hit her up. Hit her up. Let her know. I love when I hear that. And then when Tara comes back, like, oh my gosh, all these people. Like that just makes me super happy too. So thank you again, Tara. And thank you to all of our listeners who tuned into another fantabulous episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. We'll see you all here next time. Take care. What is the reoccurring revolution? Well, if you look closely, you'll notice that smart and successful entrepreneurs are all adding reoccurring monthly revenue to their business model so they can create consistency in their cash flow and certainty in their lives. And they're doing this with paid monthly digital membership programs. So let me ask you, did you get into this business so you could stay up late at night and worry about where next month's sales were going to come from? Or did you want to create something that would work even when you didn't? That's what a membership is all about. And my good friend, Mr. Stu McLaren, founder of Tribe, is hosting a free video workshop on how to start, launch, and grow your very own profitable membership so you too can get in on the reoccurring revolution and finally move from a place of constantly selling to consistently serving. So to get started now, head on over to jameswedmore.com forward slash tribe right now.